Mr. Mark Selby, how are we, sir? I am very good, Mr. Matthew Gordon. Just getting ready for the holidays here. I bet you are. I bet you are. You, um, you have been, uh, you've had quite a busy year. A few, th- yes. few things uh, to do uh, yet, I suspect. But yes, take a well-earned break for sure. We're going to rip through today because uh, you've got a whole bunch of people chasing you on a bunch of stuff um, and need to get going. So um, should we start? We, we, what we're going to talk about today is um, some, some company news, the good and the bad. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the market. In fact, why don't we kick off with that? What are we seeing out there with nickel price? Yeah, so, so uh, you know, we had the big moves that we talked about uh, in our last call uh, two weeks ago. Um, we had a little pop-up back up over 17,000, um, and, and now we seem to settle in on the other side of, you know, 16,800 a ton. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, historically back 15, 20 years ago, the slowdown around Christmas time, you know, the, the, if, if, if the market was, was way long or way short, a lot of time uh, the commodity hedge funds would use that as an opportunity in the low liquidity, low liquidity period to give the market a shove in the new direction. Given where we're trading, obviously that that number might be up. But I think you know, uh, I think between now and Chinese New Year, you might see some you know pretty big uh, swings uh, up and down. But, uh, but again, you know, uh, the good thing is we're starting to see some analysts talking about the kind of restocking bump uh, that we uh, I've been talking about here for the last four or five months that might show up in 2024. So uh, again, you know, we will we'll we'll see what happens uh, through this last week. Uh, when we come back in the new year, I will give my forecast for for. 2024 and review how I did uh, in 2023, but but again, I think I think 2024 is going to be surprising. Uh, 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 su- will surprise a lot of people. Again, one of the big underpinnings of that, you know, you know, despite the you know s- stories of of EV sales piling up, uh, you know, inventories piling up, you know, global sales up 38 uh, percent, you know, year over year in the month, and uh, both in the U.S. and globally. And, and again, there's no one who's got 40% growth in any of their forecasts for the next while. So, you know, that's, uh, uh, so don't, don't use, just because people have mispriced auto models, um, don't read that one data point into sort of, you know, what's happening with the overall sector. So, so again, we'll see, we'll see pretty strong growth next year. Okay. Well, let, let just, just on before we kind of rip, rip into um, company news, the good and the bad. I'm, on, on that, you, you talk about maybe some some brave analysts sort of stepping forward and trying to maybe understand the space a bit more than they can currently do. You know, historically not too ambitious or not too uh, aggressive. Is the kind of that kind of bifurcation of the market in the sense of you know east versus west? Is that is that a narrative that is starting to be talked about? Uh, still not as much. No, there's that's that's still a whole other you know, sort of golf that's there. And again, I think as, as we start to see, you know, I think in 2024, you know, you will see a lot of safe IRA compliant mine sourcing deals happen. You know, again, we saw a couple get done in the lithium space, but I think you'll see as the year goes on, you know, uh, you know, see in some of the other minerals that again, people very clearly want access to safe jurisdiction, IRA compliant, not non-foreign entity of concern material, um, you know, that gives them, uh, the you know can they can put their hand on their heart that they've got nice clean green nickel cobalt graphite lithium um, that they can uh, put into their vehicles. Right. Okay. Well, let's say we'll we'll have a much fuller discussion in the new year when you make your make your forecast. So far, three and out in the yep. right direction. You've called I it. I think so. Three yep. three times in a row. Not perfect. Uh, let's let's hope that keeps going. Um, okay. Um, maybe let's start off with a little bit on, on, on let's start with Canada nickel if you don't mind. Um. You were aiming to get a strategic end by the end of this year. Are you going to sneak it in? No, we, we basically pushed out the Ormet deal um, by 30 days. We had up to 90 days to do it. 
Um, you know, and as we said in the release, uh, you know, we expect to get that done within that 30 day period. We'd be crazy to extend it only that period of time if, if, um, you know, it, uh, if we didn't think that there's, you know, something likely to get done this time frame. So it doesn't happen before year end, you know, uh, you know, look for it in, in January. So those, okay. those discussions are continuing to be very constructive. Okay. I guess, um, yeah, like I say, the, 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 the clues are in terms of the extension period. Okay, let's start with the good stuff first. Um, Western Mines, what are yeah, we hearing? Yeah, so this is this Molga tank project. Um, it's a Crawford-like um, deposit east of uh, Kalgoorlie. Uh, again, some pretty good Crawford-like grades. And the nice thing is, you know, getting some little high-grade splashes in there. So, uh, you know, a meter at 1.8% nickel and 4.8% copper um, is, it was, is a nice uh, little bonus. Uh, to have in there that's not very wide but you know again that there's there's systems going on that are increasing the mineralization there so you know again keep 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 an eye on this one uh, as as it uh, as it develops forward um then the other big thing is we've basically had a bunch of resources come out i guess the aussie companies getting them out before uh, you know their big christmas uh christmas uh uh break um life zone uh, which is the company that owns the kabanga deposit they got bhp in there um for a big payment again BHP could have bought it for a ham sandwich uh, three years ago, but they decided to step up with a big check. It's been around since the 1980s. It's a beautiful deposit in a horrible location. It's in Western Tanzania by the border with Rwanda, uh, Burundi, um, and the Congo. Um, So it's always been a bit challenging uh, to get going. But uh, again, they're they're now basically about a million tons contain nickel, 43 million tons at, at just over 2% with some copper and, and cobalt, you know, um, uh, a big chunk of that open pitable. So again, when I say this is the best undeveloped sulfide deposit, you know, in terms of just the raw resource, you know, th- th- this is a good one. You know, we'll see how they, we'll, we'll see how they go. And um, they've got a polymetallic concentrate they have to deal with. They're talking about using hydromet technology there. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that all uh, comes to fruition. Uh, the other one's back in the, in the, in the sort of West Australia, Cambalda region. So, uh, Widgie Nickel, uh, again, they put out some pretty splashy intercepts um, with, with uh, oh, you know, over the past year, uh, they they put out um, uh, a resource for their uh, Armstrong deposit, uh, which is a million tons at 1.4%. Again, a bunch of that's open pitable um, and they've got mills that they can truck the, the material to. Uh, so, um, you know, again, not massive, you know, we're talking about 14,000 tons contain nickel. Um, but you know, if you can just set up a, 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 a small scale, uh, open pit, uh, mining operation and get that to a mill, then, you know, that's not so bad. Uh, they have pushed their scoping study into 2024. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the other smaller player left in the area, uh, is London metals. Uh, so they, they're on the other side of, of, of the lake from, uh, Cambalda. Um, the, the good thing there was they, they did some network on one of their deposits. And again, they've got a whole little cluster of deposits, uh, south of the lake in, in Cambalda, um, but produces 17% con grade out of it, which is, which is great for that region. The other one was around 13. Uh, and the good part is not a lot of arsenic. So some of these deposits in WA have arsenic issues, uh, with Mincor, you know, the reason they stumbled back and, and, and weren't able to deliver a concentrate to, uh, BHP, um, you know, which set them on a spiral, which ended up getting them getting taken out. Um, but, uh, uh, the arsenic content of some of these deposits, you know, can, can be an issue, uh, to get processed because, uh, even China won't take, uh, concentrates that have more than a half a percent, uh, arsenic, um, in them. Good thing is London metals, since they went public a few years ago, uh, they basically increased 
uh, their total nickel content across the reserve, reserve by more than than two x. So again, nice to see some 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 new projects moving ahead. As as I said, you know we need all of the above, and again, particularly IRA compliant uh, uh, resources. Um, unfortunately, on the on the negative news front, so. Uh, panoramic resources, you know, we've talked about them a few times and talked some more about it on the last call. Uh, they had initiated then a strategic review, but uh, again, obviously, no, no one leaping up um, to to to, uh, to to grab this one. Um, so they they file for bankruptcy. Um, the Australia has some pretty aggressive administration rules, and so uh, they have filed for bankruptcy. Key thing here, and I said this on the last call, you know, people, you know, get excited and, and get all hyped up about one and a half and two percent nickel. Well, that's underground. <laughs> the cost of mining that is way, 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 way higher, right? Um, so its grade is just one variable. Um, and so, you know, uh, this was a past producing mine with a past producing mill. Um, and, you know, the deposit, they've got remnants at the old deposit and they've got a new deposit that they were developing. And, and yet they hit the wall. Uh, on that front, um, the, the other guy, other guys in some of the the, the uh, on the negative news front, uh, you know, uh, the La Mancha is a, a private company. Basically, uh, it's obviously they've taken control of what's going on at Horizonte. Uh, they put uh, one of their people in as CEO, and they swapped out um, uh, a bunch of a bunch of board members there. Um, you know, the nice sign for that, and hopefully, uh, the Horizonte equity holders are able to salvage something. Uh, they've made a great hire uh, with Maurice Belanger taking over as CEO. Uh, she's she's an you know she's an excellent person who's you've got a great track record uh, of of delivering. Um, uh, she she was a set at uh, brought in uh, uh, for the Mirabella Nickel Project with Santa Rita, which which struggled back in the in in the late teens. She got that operation turned around. Two other people had had basically completely mismanaged it. Um, she she you know were able to get costs down, production up. Uh, unfortunately, at that time, that was when nickel prices got down to four bucks a pound, and she couldn't take out costs fast enough uh, to catch up with it with uh, the nickel price. But uh, you know, she's she's got a tremendous track record, and if there's anyone uh, out there who can 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 get that Horizonte project going, uh, it's uh, it's uh, definitely uh, Marie's. Um, and then the the other other one, and again, high grade, you know, is just a variable. Uh, Independence Group. Uh, they acquired Western Areas. Western Areas have been a standalone nickel company for 20 plus years. Uh, they they acquired it about a year and a half ago. Um, they they uh, they they had an operating mine, and then they had this Cosmos project, which was originally owned by a company called Jubilee Mines, um, who successfully operated back in the early 2000s. Uh, so basically, you know, they had a whole you know mechanized underground or system rather than using haul trucks to move the material through. They've now decided to halt that. The CapEx for the project's gone through the roof, project's way behind. Um, and so, you know, they're basically saying that they're basically starting to redeploy people uh, in that area, even though they haven't completed the review yet, but that review is going to come out when they report their end of quarter uh, uh, at the end uh, of January. And, <laughs> and they're flagging that they're already going to impair the asset more. This is an asset that has a reserve of 10 million tons at 2%. Again, past producing mine, you know, new discoveries, you know, you know, past producing mill and, you know, 2%, 10 million tons of 2% doesn't work. And again, 10 million tons of 2%, you know, would be one of the, one of the bigger high grade sulfide discoveries if someone made it. So grade is just a variable. That's just the one thing 
to keep Mark, in mind. I, so <laughs> you said we talk about it. We talked about it for four years, and that one keeps coming back. Grade is king. There you go. That's, that's, a, that's a perfect, perfect example. Two percent is insane. Um, right. Well, look, you, you've got to dash off. I do appreciate you making time for us because I know you've got lots of conversations going on at the moment. Um, when you get to have a great Christmas and we'll see you in the new year. Okay. Yeah. See you in the new year for sure, Matt. Take care. Have a great Christmas. <laughs>